Subscribing while awesome podcast radio hour. <laughs> oh my god. Yo. Do you guys know what a fluffer is? GTO. Mellow grinds. Oh, I got a PT Cruiser. It's a convertible. It's really cool. All oh, this melts of crayons for you. <laughs> hey, YOLO. You only have one life. Do you have coilovers? No, beat it. Yeah, I'd say that's a pretty good podcast right there. <laughs> Damn it, I screwed it up. This is uh, Beeline Coffee for you, Warren. Sweet. If you Finca La Union. They sent us two bags, and I, I took one bag. Oh, I'll take it. Are you losing Sweet. yourself to dance? Um, no. Should I? Yeah. Oh, okay. Lose yourself to dance. <laughs> is that what you've been doing? <laughs> no nah, man. Uh, set just... up your scene right now. Where are you at? Where where are you physically in the world? I'm uh back in San Francisco recording uh semi live out of the NSX again. Ooh, NSX uh, driver's side or passenger? Driver's side this time around. Oh, okay. This is my uh you know It's like the most boring studio. road trip ever. You you sit in that car and you don't go you don't get anywhere, but you still have the fatigue. That's a yeah. negative sense of occasion, dude. That thing not even running, too. I mean, dude, Jesus Christ. I mean, yeah. Might as like, well be sitting in a cardboard box or a fucking much, vigor. Well. Maybe a vigor or a uh, a legend, perhaps. Uh, how about a vigor? Those had a straight five cylinder right? or an inline yeah. five cylinder. That's a that's bonus trivia. I've always Audi, wondered what the, yeah what, the, what that Audi, thing would sound like. Right? And Volvo. Yeah, Volvo. Yeah, all the Volvo was like that's that was their bread and butter for forever. But yep. yeah, Audi too. Yeah, through the eighties and nineties. Yep. yep. I've always Truth. wondered what a what a Vigor would sound like with a nice exhaust system. Probably good, Probably like a Volvo. The fives like sound Volvo. pretty good. It's the, the wonderful thing about that is it's the efficiency of a four cylinder, the power of a six. Mm, sure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's sure. more like meets in the middle. It, it's oh, five cylinder. It gives you one to, more cylinder. It's more like a compromise, and it packages easier than an uh, inline six. Or it fits better. Yes. You know, you can do it like transverse and all those kind of different yeah. stuff. So I, a, an inline six is a hard engine to kind it's of big. fit. Yeah. It's big. Like the V90s have a straight six, mm-hmm. and it's a big bitch. Yeah. Inefficient, too. Yep. But no turbo, so. My brother picked up a 850 sedan manual transmission. Yeah. 600 bucks. Whoa. Yeah. And it's pretty decent, like 70,000 miles. Mm-hmm. Um, things sounds really good when he takes off. Non, non-turbo. They never made turbo stick, yeah. Cloth interior? Yeah. Yep. Black on they, black. That's how they rolled with the sticks. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're okay. It actually shifts surprisingly well. Yeah? Huh. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> it's not bad. It's like, it's totally for an around, the, around town car. Why did he get it? 600 bucks. He can... You know, just going to work and stuff. Yeah. You know, just driving around town. As Blaze? Yeah. Huh. Well, there you go. Someone else is telling me about a recent 850 wagon purchase. Mm-hmm. Very inexpensive. They're yeah. so... Oh, it was a guy I saw over 4th of July, and he just bought a 98 V70R. Hmm. Pretty high mileage, but it's all running well, well-maintained. Yeah. He paid 1500 bucks. Whoa. <laughs> Those are fast. They're yeah, 247 horsepower, yeah. all-wheel drive. I mean, I can see there's some argument there, but aren't there aren't they a nightmare though? Like something maintenance-wise, yeah, yeah. Issues I mean, and... but then again, it could have already gone through its first cycle. 
Maybe it's already had alternators and yeah. throttle bodies. and uh, The timing belts are kind of a bitch on those as opposed to like a 740 or 240. They're oh, yeah. so basic, you know? Yeah. And on those cars, because they're the transverse, right? Mm-hmm. So they're a lot a lot di- more difficult to do. Longer interval, anything. but they're more a bigger bitch when it comes to... Those cars aren't that bad. I mean, they're, they're, they're not too bad. Great seats, great everything. sound system. So comfortable. Safety and the back seat folds on flat. They have the same shitty Volvo door panels. Like yes. the plastic on it's, the bottom and stuff. Got, Not quite a, as bad as a 240, but... Took a step down. Is it as yeah. shitty as this yeah. thing we're doing called uh, Driving While Awesome? Welcome to Driving <laughs> While Awesome. My name is Warren. I'm Lane. I'm Art. Brian is in route, en route, as they say. Yep. Uh, he'll be here shortly. Um, but, you know, it's a Thursday edition, and Art is back. Uh, how, how the hell are you doing, Art? I'm doing well. I'm a little jet lagged, you know, but it's all good. I'm uh, powered by Red Bull today. Oh gosh, what was your quote? You said you couldn't even stay up till seven. That's how yeah, frail you are right now, dude. Yesterday I, I got in. Uh, we arrived at like one thirty ish and uh, powered through. Got home like and basically yeah, one thirty like, in the afternoon. In the afternoon, yeah. And I I tried to stay awake as long as possible, you know, because I want to like reset. I hate like yeah. taking a nap or anything. And um, I laid down on my couch and like I had pre recorded. Um, you know, a bunch of shit. And I was watching the Formula One race, uh, the um, Azerbaijan one, and uh, I was watching the race. How entertaining was that, by the way? It was, it was all right. Uh, so I was like Dude, watching the whoa. race, and then uh, next thing I know, it's uh, I I wake I wake up. I'm like, what the fuck? I fell asleep, <laughs> and uh, and uh, it was eight forty or something. Um, so like I <laughs> what the fuck? I fell asleep. <laughs> yeah, and at that point, you know, I'm like, whatever. I just actually, I just I went and crashed and woke up at four a.m. Of course. Uh, there you go. But feeling a lot better today, though. Good, uh, but yeah, good. London was great. Uh, That's maybe, cool. Maybe yeah, you I'll got some it, good yeah. uh, good car picks. I'm sure you'll review your vehicle activities. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we'll we'll maybe talk about it on uh, that Sunday edition a few days from now. Yeah, I think we will. I think Just we will. Stay there. Yeah, don't hang up. Us. Don't hang up, Art. Just stay in the NSX for days. Stay in the NSX. I should I just cut a hole in the seat and just take care of business. Whoa, whoa! Like uh, idiocracy. Just shit in your recliner. <laughs> <laughs> I should just get a shiwi and make it easier. <laughs> it's like uh, he says the plants need water. You mean like from toilet? From the toilet? <laughs> <laughs> um, why don't we answer some questions? What do you guys think? I think we should Let's give it a whirl. This. We have over thirty, so I think we're gonna need to. I'm hustle. drinking a beer. Whoa, Tropic of Zuzu. Tropic Thunder. It's it's exotic and juicy. Don't. Why are you doing that? Don't do that. <laughs> Don't. Um, okay. Tyson. Oh, I should also say that every Thursday we ask for questions on Instagram. Ask us a question. If you listen to the podcast and you're thinking, hmm, what do these guys think? Yeah. We'll probably tell you. Mm-hmm. And then cruise over to iTunes and write us a review. Give us five stars. Good job, Lane. Oh, and before I forget, you know, this is a Thursday edition. This Saturday is Canepa Cars and Coffee. Is that right? Mm, yes, it is. And uh, we'll I'll be there. I don't know about you guys, but um, just throwing it out there. This will be the yeah. last uh, last reminder. Mm-hmm. So and we'll then Sunday is uh, Berkeley Cars and Coffee. Oh, cool. Our friend Axel Jor puts on. And it's the Jack O'Neill paddle out. Oh, cool. Probably 15,000 people. Yeah. So, yeah. Sounds really fun. Doesn't it? Are you going to go? Hell no. 
I was <laughs> <laughs> oh, just picturing it. I, I, I'm not going. I might go watch. See the spectacle. Watch people in the water. Yeah. How do all exactly. the Santa Cruz surf gangs handle that? Do they like just like put up barriers or what? Surf gangs. Surf. What do you think this is? The outsiders or something? Yeah. Like, they're they're like walking down an alley, snapping their fingers with jean jackets on. Yeah, like the um, the socias and soda the Capulets and the uh, I mean it, Montagues. I think this uh, it covers all. Everyone's invited. Although my friends flew over the bay and were taking some video of yeah, like twenty great white sharks. Off Holy of Aptos, yeah, cement ship. Damn. And that's just the ones you can see on the surface. So they're out there. And that just goes to show you, if they really wanted to eat people, it'd be over. They'd go to the point and just eat 15 surfers and no one would be able to do anything. But they don't. I saw that one movie, <laughs> that one chick in Mexico. Yeah, me too. That thing was fucking vicious. Yeah. Oh, right. What that, was that one? That uh, bad attitude. Shallow or? Yeah, the sh- terrible shallow. Movies. Shallows? I watched that stupid <laughs> movie too. It was like where we started it and then I'm like, well, I guess we're watching this. <laughs> With Blake Lively, Yeah, right? Blake Lively, And she's yeah. stuck on a rock yep. for the whole stupid yeah, thing. And a buoy. It's pretty sweet. Don't watch it. Whatever you do, don't yeah. get sucked she in. She makes All it right. out alive. Wow. <laughs> It's not worth watching. Spoilers! I like fast forwarded it. I was so bored. How dare you? But there's a lot of good text messages in that movie. Oh, there is good text on <laughs> screen. Best supporting actor, phone, <laughs> Galaxy. I watched another movie without the other day. Yeah, it's a bunch of texting. Kind of annoying. Uh, House of Cards does that. Oh, really? They show the text on the screen I mean, as if you're. I can kind of see it, it for a television show, like trying to progress the storyline. It does. Quicker, I mean, it's know? obviously the modern, the way the world is. Yeah, but. They used to do that with answering machine. You people would go check their messages. It would kind of give you clues and stuff. I guess that's true, but all... not as not as uh, prevalent. Tyson asks, which movie does DWA prefer, Gumball Rally or Cannonball Run? Mm. I'm a Cannonball Run guy. I've never seen Cannonball Run. Yeah, you have. Have I? Had to have. Hey, hey. Uh, Brian's here. We have a Brian McQueen. Uh, welcome. He's, he's wearing, wearing shades he's wearing and his dwa shades and a fleece or no a, a, not a fleece what do you call it oh dude it's hot out jacket not when you're driving 60 on the highway in the convertible whoa 60 I think goes that fast I think I was actually doing like 70 75 oh, no way snap. dude it's really hard to tell because the speedometer just waves all over the place up in the high revs uh, hey okay. Art how are you doing there hanging in there bud we lost hanging in there um that was annoying Cannonball Run or Gumball Rally? I don't think I've ever seen Gumball. I can't picture it either. Cannonball Run. Wait, which is the one I said sucked last week? I think that was Cannonball Cannonball Run. Run. That thing's horrible. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's horrible like what? Not even like entertaining horrible. It's just horrible. All right. Well, I don't know about that. With a lot of those old movies, it's hard to sit through today. But I think Lane's right. Not a lot of texting in that. Sit down and watch Thrash (laughs) and you'll get through the whole thing. Right? That's like a good storyline. The Cannibal Run's more like gimmicky. Like It's still a shtick. Yeah, right, right, right. And And what's the other one? Gumball Gumball? Rally? I thought that was a... Gumball's a movie? Is it a movie or is that just like a modern rally they do? Dude, that's a movie. Late 70s. Late 70s? Okay. And that's what the rally's inspired by? Yeah, dude. You remember that they have a Ferrari Daytona in it and like a Porsche Targa. But so does Cannonball. Yeah. They have a bunch of shit like that. Yeah, Cannonball, Burt Reynolds uh, is rolling in like some 930 or something. And Cannonball is actually 
modeled after the real Cannonball Run uh, that Brock Yates put together, right? Brock Yates is in the movie. Yeah, from He's New the York organizer to, in the movie. New yeah. York to Santa Monica, from yep. sea to shining sea, and it's yep. uh, to the Portofino Inn. Portofino yeah. Inn, okay. Yeah. I thought it was to the pier, Santa Monica Pier. I don't remember right shit about Cannonball Rally whole, except that uh, it's like late seventies <laughs> and it's totally full of shtick. It's like super like yeah. um, cheesy. Every goofy. actor, exactly. Every actor has their own little shtick that they're just cameo doing. And yeah, it sucks. Um, all right, moving on. Hushy Pushy has a good question here. BMW two thousand two versus E nine. Which would you rather own and drive? Thinking about the more obtainable variants, but go ahead and discuss 2002 Turbos and 3.0 CSLs, too. That's a good question. Well, E9. Is it? E9. E9 all the way, right? But you lose some of that nimbleness. You lose you some of that rally car. You get this bigger touring car. Yeah. Yep. What are you thinking, Art? Yeah, I I was thinking immediately, okay, this is like E30 versus E24. Like That's kind of like similar mm-hmm. idea i mean mm-hmm. e9 is a gorgeous car i think it's a it's one of the you know best looking cars ever made um it's really yeah. beautiful it's a little more relaxed uh it's a nicer interior it's a nicer place to sit but the 2002 is kind of more kind of in tune with like the, the driving dynamics that i really like um and I, mean, I want something that's nimble kind of fun i love how light on its feet a 2002 feels it's right. so simple they're just like really basic simple little cars um, especially those carbs super easy carbs simplicity and if you add more carbs it gets simpler that's what I've always thought I've always thought about that too yeah um, I totally agree with you Art except for I'm gonna go E9 as well yeah. because a CSL is so badass Dude, some meaty feel- tires they're so stylish a big straight six they're just so beautiful yeah, they are quite beautiful. Yeah, they're really beautiful. Um, that's the thing is they have such a damn presence. I mean, I don't know. I'm just gonna be. I'll be the. But I'll be the uh, the odd man out here and say 2002 Turbo because I've always wanted one and I still want Could one. Work. There's a pretty honest one. I'm bringing a trailer right now. I think it's up to thirty six thousand. I don't know if it's gonna sell, but mm. it's white with Watanabe's mm. in Canada. I, I feel think, like 2002 or... Turbo is one of those cars too. It's like it's really not that fast too. It's kind of it's kind of just it's cool, but would you really? It's a period piece, right? You're yeah, not yeah, going to be your only car. Piece. Yeah, I mean, it's shit, what, it's gonna be compared like your... to like contemporaries, though, in 1974, the thing was like zero to sixty in seven seconds, and like, yeah. what else was there that was like that small and compact and nimble? Like you, compared to any other Alpha, like you had to go full race car to like get something close, right? Um, and uh, this would be in uh, like a sixth car or something. I mean, someone an Alpha would probably be around that, right? Like a GTV. No, you would have to go like GTA. You would have to go like a full race one. To, to like even get cl- like close to that, like you the, go like Porsche 911 or something. Yeah, I guess. Do like zero to sixty but in that's like five whole, point something seconds. But that's like a whole other jumping. Yeah, car, you're talking right? about yeah. Like, uh, you're I wonder how close the price really is though. Yeah, I mean because the turbo was top tier, you know. Right. It is, yeah, and also I mean, well, the t- 2002 Zero was super limited production, and like it's just a very special car. Like what it like all it's more yeah. than the sum of its parts. I guess I just look at it as like old school turbo technology, and you're kind of like, oh god, I could just take a normal 2002, and if I want to, slap an E30, you know, M3 motor in it, and have a way better car, you know? Oh yeah, I don't. Yeah, well, that's. I mean, it's not even about like what it's not about the performance or anything like that. It's just like what it is. Period piece. That's like for me. That's what it is. Same thing. Say like a 930, and you could just get a name your better Porsche, you know, yeah, instead. Yeah, which right? is why I've never really wanted an idea. Yeah. But which I'll go and do in uh, our Sunday edition. 
Urban Auto Enthusiast says, I own a 2002 996 Turbo with the X50 package installed and only 31,000 miles. When, if ever, do you foresee the values on these appreciating? And will they appreciate at the same rate the 996 GT3s have appreciated over the last three years? They've already started. Yeah, I mean, cheap. dude, they've already totally gone up. At, at one point, 996 turbos could be had for mid to high 20s. Like right around that 27 mark, you could find, you know, you could go on Craigslist and find a few, you know, several of them. Yeah. Like Excellence did an article a few years back. And they got one for like a yellow. I don't, I don't know how many what the details are in it, but it looked like a nice car. I think it paid like twenty seven grand. Uh, you would always see them for around that thirty thousand mark, and now that just those don't pop up. So they've already gone up. Um, Nine nine six GT threes aren't aren't that expensive right now either. You can get them for like fifty five, sixty. Whoa, really? So, seventy grand? No, Where? yeah. Did they drop back down? I mean, at, they, they went uh, higher, right? Magnus got his for like fifty, I think it was. That was like a year and a half ago. It was a year less. It was a little less than a year ago. Really? Um, yeah they they brought it to um, Ren, whatever the works reunion was when he picked the car up. But are, uh, are, do you think they've gone up? Uh, gone up in value just in the year? Um, I don't know. I haven't seen anything that low. That, that that's that's, def- that's definitely a low. Yeah, I, I was thinking they were like seventy. Yeah. Eric just got his for less than that, less than fifty. That yellow one. That one's gorgeous. No, less than what you less said. Less than seventy. Uh, I don't know. There's been a few other. Oh, um, I think it was Dan was talking about some other one. I don't know. They're still they're out there. They're, they're, they're out there. Interesting. Asking so prices. Like, one I mean, thing, they're following but... the whole Porsche market as a whole, right? Because I mean, they were super inflated yeah. a couple of years ago, and now things are starting to settle. Then just kind of plateauing. Yep. And maybe there's a lot of flooding to the market because everyone thinks they're worth money. Yeah. Yeah, there was one on BAT a few weeks that ago. Black one? Really nice. And I, I forget what it went for, but it wasn't that. It was 60 years of my time. Oh, okay. That was a nice one. That's so it nice still upgrade. might be on the good buy list. I think that's it's a, a that's a rad yeah, car. Absolutely. But the, the 996 Turbo takes that idea. I mean, it's got the special motor. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Crazy, crazy performance. Yeah. All-wheel drive. Um, that's a minus, I think. It, oh, really? I, wouldn't you guys think? What's that? All-wheel all wheel drive. drive is a, uh, you, that you subtract points for that. I think so as far yeah. as like... I mean, you're buying a Porsche for driving experience and it's yeah, not for it's, driving It's more around. like GTR-ish, you know? Yeah. Like yeah. The turbos yeah. are always kind of... They're more like the go out and just pound the Autobahn at, you know, go 190, but they're not necessarily as fun and as manual, even a base Carrera. Manual transmission was available. Yep. So that's, most of them were. That's kind of cool. Yeah, I don't know if they'll appreciate. Um, I mean, I don't think they'll catch up like at that rate at the same rate as the nine and six GT three. But I'm, I think they're definitely going to appreciate it indefinitely. Um, yeah, I think they'll appreciate it around the same rate. I just think the price will always be a little lower. I, if that makes sense. Yeah, I would guess that the GT threes would it'd be a, a slightly faster rate. They are rare, and and I mean it is more. You get you buy a Porsche for that pure driving experience. It delivers that. And that Metzger motor is rarity killer. One. Yeah, I think like right, rarity is huge. I don't know, like in fifteen years, say that's going to be a pretty solid car. Although I would guess, yeah, we're only going to get further and further away from this. Yeah, you the know, one pure thing with the turbos is like I think fifteen years from now, that car can still be a monster, can still be super fast and like GT3 on par with most things, just with like a tune, and, yeah, know, and stuff like that. Uh, where the GT3 is always going to be that kind of, you know, in a way, slow car. But it's fast, very niche, right? yeah. Well, one thing that's interesting yeah. about the 
also there's another angle the turbo is as people as you know let's say our generation gets older um i feel like that might be more appealing too right like something more relaxed that's very capable that is a little bit more yeah. all weather kind of like you could you know more of a universal kind of kind of car versus like the super hyper kind of ultra niche little high strung car right um but i don't know i mean i, I think maybe and in the future it, it becomes appreciate- almost it becomes almost more analog as cars get less analog. Yeah, definitely. Right. It, it becomes know. special in yeah. its own right. Uh, <clears throat> Kyle JF90 says, does the new GT2 RS seem way too technical to you guys? It seems like more of a Porsche does GTR to me. Or am I just crazy? Also, you guys rule. Just saying. Thanks, Thanks, dude. Dude, Thanks. Kyle, you rule. Thanks for saying that. Uh, um, I, I, I. It's funny how little interest. interest I know. I don't I even. I don't I know like those about head scoops. You do? Yeah. The Nakadex? Yeah. It's pretty rad. Looks cool. Uh, That's all I got. <laughs> What's exactly? Why would he say that it's too technical? I haven't read a, a lick about any of it. Why? Why would it be? I don't know. It's still rear wheel drive. Has like six hundred and ninety horsepower. Rear, rear wheel steering. Rear wheels. Probably. A, I'm, yeah, I'm sure. Maybe it's some of that. Sure, yeah. Maybe it's some of that. I mean, I'm right there with you. Probably Wade. less so in the GTR, just because it's not. Oh, and it is automatic only. Say that again. Right? I'm right there with Lane. Like I literally have. I don't know. Like I have no interest in that car at all. Like I, I literally haven't read anything about it at all. Yeah. <laughs> like I've seen articles pop up and I just scroll right past them. Like it's not even something I would ever consider. So like it's I don't know. It's I just look at it, it looks yeah. pretty extreme. Um that's all I got. It looks like a nine eleven but with bigger, uglier intakes in the front bumper, which I know Warren loves. No. Huge like square <laughs> RWB intakes. No. And uh and it has these black like like canard not canards but like intakes on the side of the fender that kind of chop they like they like intrude into the lines of the car the wheel well yep and they're black for some reason they're, they're not even they're carbon. pretty aggressive and then it has carbon scoops but that bottom stuff's not carbon i don't know it's a little hodgepodge like it's trying to look like a race car race car which is cool for a race car and it is basically but yeah yeah i don't know i Can mean we just get to a design point where everything is designed for a purpose do we have to have these huge gaping fucking I mean, intakes? I guess it is for a purpose in a lot yeah. of ways. But, but I think it could be done so much more gracefully and, yeah. and restrained. Can we get to a restrained place? <laughs> Dude, they're in that position, I think. I mean, this is not def- defending them because I don't, I don't really dig it. But they're in that position where it's like a 911 is just a 911, so they have to make it more extreme. Oh, I know. So they have to add all these That's where and, stripes and fucking yeah. wings and all this shit, but... Get to that. I guess 911R is a perfect example of a more restrained idea. Yeah. Yep. Heel and Toe Apparel asks, have you ever been saved by the nannies in your car? I have once. Got on the throttle a little too heavy coming out of a corner in the wet, and if the car didn't take my gas pedal away for a few moments, I would have been in some real trouble. It was embarrassing, but at least it wasn't also expensive. I've, I've had the opposite experience. Where you you wanted the car to do something and it fucked yeah. you up. Yeah, so like the one that the most memorable one was uh, I was in my B5 S4 Avant, and uh, I I always turn the traction control off on that car because it's really intrusive, and I for, I forgot yeah. to turn it off this one time, and I was trying to like like kind of dart across an intersection. Um, it was like one of these last minute things. It was a yellow light, and I just like fucking try to gun it, and it was damp outside, and um, 
the or damp out and the freaking uh, traction control system kicked in and it totally get, took away all my throttle and it bogged and I was stopped in the middle of the road with a car coming right at me like basically about to t-bone me and I managed to like I mean I I just basically pulled it completely off of the throttle and then I got back on it and I literally like got through the intersection with like by the skin of my teeth like the dude was about to fucking t-bone me like, yeah <clears throat> I had the same thing happen with the, the mini cooper mini right? cooper yeah, the early Mini Cooper S, um, really sensitive traction control. And the minute it detects any wheel spin at all, it just completely cuts the throttle. So we had a car full of people in San Francisco going up super steep hills. Never stalled that car in my life, except for that moment when I'm trying to go up a hill from a stop. And it wheels spin a little bit because it's front-wheel drive. And it cuts power and you can't cuts power and it kills the car, basically, because it's like you feel like you can't do anything. So... so I learned after that, the minute I would get into the city, I would turn the traction off and just do a little wheel, like basically burnout going up hills to, to get around it. And my 95 E36 would do the same thing. Like every time it rained, I go to like, just make a right hand onto a street in front of the traffic. You try and get on it. It would take away all power. A little blinking orange light. <laughs> it would take away all power. You'd have no power. You have foot to the floor and the car is not moving. Yeah. And cars are like almost hitting you coming up on you. And you'd have to let off and then give a gas smooth and try and do all this as cars are coming in, you know, and you're, you're trying to like get in a little gap and, yeah. you know, use your acceleration to your advantage. I haven't spent enough time in cars, like really hustling sophisticated cars to get in trouble. So yeah. if I, if I owned a car that had traction control, I'd I probably do that. When I first bought my GTI, I was behind a WRX and it was during this winter and we had like, all of a sudden we had snow on the road. Um, on this commute, on my commute home, and the WRX in front of me got completely sideways across both lanes, and was just wagging its tail back and forth. And my car kind of, you could tell it caught, it it caught a little bit of that. It totally corrected itself without me doing anything. It smelled the vape and backed off. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's one thing, Elaine, that like modern systems are really good. Like, I mean, people talk about even like, for example, the FRS. Like, it lets you get sideways and then it lets and then it tucks you back that's in. That's cool. You know? Like, it, they're way yeah. more kind of liberal with with like the application, I guess, and not so on yeah. on off. No, they you don't even know they're working a lot of the times. Like, they're that good. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, next one. My name is Jarek Zero. I know you guys are big fans of rear-wheel drive cars, but since the new Civic Type R just came out, what are your thoughts on that and some of your guys' favorite modern front-wheel drive cars? I saw one. Love the podcast and keep up the good work. Oh, yeah? What are your thoughts, I saw Art? one in, in London. Um, you know, everybody says that it looks like shit in pictures, and I actually thought it looked pretty damn good in person. Um, it, it looks w like the proportions look good. Uh, it, it's obviously super aggressive looking. Like, they want to go, you know, pretty hardcore sporty and everything on it. But That rear end is I think it hideous. looks horrible. Dude, I was, like, the really surprised by it. Like, not horrible. that I want it. I saw one at SEMA, but, um, and I thought it was hideous. I think it looks, I think it looks pretty damn good. Fake vents. Just lines everywhere. Proportions are weird. Weird fake fence in the bumpers. Yeah, dude. It's pretty I bad. I think it looks it's fine. It's way too busy. I hear the... I mean, obviously, from what we've read and watching the videos, I mean, the thing is, Adapt is a pretty good performer. Um, that I've been... I've heard everyone's been kind of underwhelmed. Oh, really? Yeah. I haven't seen that. Maybe all it's a the, All the things I've watched are basically them being really under underwhelmed by the car, and... 
like Honda not even quoting performance, like zero to 60 stats. Cause they're like, this car's not about that. Hmm. Uh, it seems like it's kind of down on power compared to all the competition or, you know, down on just everything kind of, I mean, uh, supposedly the torque steer, steer is basically nothing. Like they did a really good job of that, but yeah, I'm trying to I remember there was a video that they did. Um, it's like that one, it's a British guy. It's, um, Carfection? I think or? it's Carfection. Um, and that was a while back when they first got it, and he fucking loved it. And, like, obviously the mm. the thing is super capable. I mean, um, not that that's all that matters. I mean, just it, it has the the front-wheel drive record on the Nürburgring <laughs> for whatever that. I mean, no. um, no, that's something. But, uh, I mean, I think it is, is very capable. I mean, it definitely can haul ass. I mean. Uh, all its competition is all-wheel drive, though. So all, all of its competition is, like, faster and quick you know right mm. golf r um focus uh focus rs right that's its competition yep. it's not competing against like gti you know it's it's a step up mm-hmm. and it seems like it's kind of down compared to those it cars. is in a weird place mm. yeah um modern favorites would be fiesta st what, what's the question i've never driven modern what are you doing modern oh well, i'm looking at these type r pictures well, and it's ridiculous let's... Concentrate on our <laughs> our questions here. Oh, damn, Art, you are a slave driver. Uh, Art? Uh, yeah. Warren. Um, damn you, Art. Okay. Fiesta ST. Sure. Uh, I like my GTI. GTI is good. Uh, you guys loved your Jettas. Um, yeah. Anything else? Favorite modern front-wheel drive. Dude, I, I mean, I have, like, I can look back and pick, like, classic front-wheel drives, but, yeah. I mean, picking a favorite front-wheel drive car, I mean, I don't really have stuff, nothing really stands out. Like, I haven't driven a Focus ST or a Fiesta ST. The Fiesta ST was a lot of fun. That's, you raved I mean, about that's, it. Yeah. That's the only thing I have experience yeah. in. Well, that it's would be good. it then, right? I mean, what, why would you say no yeah. to that? And Art loves them all. I don't. He's no, I mean, big, I actually driven big. it, a, like, as built as an ST can get, and I did not like it. Um, How, have you guys seen Art's uh, tramp stamp? It's just FWD. <laughs> no, it says. it's not. Damn. Liar. Old it's English. FF. Regrettable. FF. Huh. Okay. Who's, uh, who's modified one did you drive, Art? I drove uh, Jason Connors. Jason Connors. Oh, right. I don't like the seating position. I wonder if that ruined it. I don't like the way it sounds. I mean, it's like it's it, there. I know they're fast and all that, but it's like so detached and like truck like. I don't know, like it's so weird. You sit really high. Yeah, huh? and like just it's just high belt, like just high like you know door sills, and it's just I don't know. It doesn't it doesn't feel sporty. It feels like driving like a pickup truck or something. I don't know. It's weird. I sort of drag raced one. I was in an E55, and uh, we were getting onto the highway. And he just took off, and I was kind of ready to do the same thing, so I just went as fast as I wanted. And uh, it went pretty good. Pretty impressive. They do pretty good. Mr. Right to the Bar says, in honor of July 4th, um, sorry, which cars, non-truck, are most America in the best and worst sense? Keep up the great work. Hashtag Toyota. Hashtag SOC, hashtag inaccurate acronyms, hashtag YoHole. Um, <laughs> pretty good. Most America. In new cars or? Of Doesn't all time? say which cars. Yeah, that's such a huge. I don't know. Uh, I think I got. I, I think an '80s F body Camaro is pr- pretty. I was thinking El Camino. America. It's oh, a fucking very car truck. America. Yeah. It's you can do burnouts and hollow lumber and. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know. Put a jet ski in the back? 59 Caddy convertible. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's almost too beautiful for America. Right. For America. <laughs> I, I just think of... They, uh, nowhere would they build something that big, though. I don't know what body or what letter body this is, but the uh, early 80s fucking Dukes of Hazzard uh, fire chicken uh, Trans Am. Uh Smokey and the Bandit, Smokey and the Bandit. Wow. Smokey and the Bandit. <laughs> like a 1980 or 79. Yeah, that thing. Because it's like, it's just like very wasteful, like, you know, all this, like so much displacement, like over the top <laughs> and like it doesn't you? do anything that well. It's just like, like very what? like in your face. Hey, 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 hey. Do you see how many chicks he picked up? Sally Field. Sally Field. And probably others. That's it. <laughs> Some dudes. <laughs> Several others. Um. How about like Boss Hogs Caddy? I think that's America. That is a convertible, yeah, convertible Eldorado with bullhorns. Yeah, I think it was an Eldorado. Um, Yeah, like seventy something. Yeah, those seventies boats are pretty bad as far as all out America. But El Camino, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, How about new car? Corvette. Yeah. SS is too stealthy. Oh, you got to go with the uh, the, uh, the ZR1. Oh, Z- Challenger or Charger or the Demon. Oh, Demon Hellcat. Demon for sure. Scene. That's yeah. pretty America. I, I say big ass yeah. Viper's pretty America. Oh, Viper's super America. I mean, uh, that's two count? Uh, Euro. No, no, he's, he's no truck. Yeah, otherwise you'd go uh, with the Lightning. Makes the El Camino a little. That's true. A, mm, on the border, that's there. true. Car based, but I was, you're right. I was trying to think of one of like the seventies like tiny cars that America tried to build, you know. Like, that or like something? The, yeah, oh, or like the Pinto yeah. where they're like trying to be European and totally blown. So, <laughs> totally that is so blown. America though. <laughs> yeah. Trying to like keep up with uh, with the Europeans or Japanese and yeah. just totally fucking like <laughs> missing the mark. LeBaron. Yeah. <laughs> it's a nice uh, European cruiser. Uh, M Fever says, Should I purchase a T C D turbo kit? I'm gonna just say right, stop right now and say no. Whatever the rest so of it is. For a, like a Cayman or Boxer? for my fully restored E30 325is with literally new everything, or keep it relatively stock considering the current market. What? Keep it stock. Stop. Give me a break. <laughs> don't touch. Don't fuck with it, dude. Or just sell it now and go buy an E36 M3 and do whatever you want to it. But I mean, really though, that that's yeah, like keep that thing. Or if if you need to sell it and yeah buy an E thirty six M three you could buy an E thirty six M three for the price of the turbo kit exactly probably. yeah and you'd have Just reliable power as opposed to a turbo on your E thirty so is TCD a known brand that I nobody knows yeah nobody knows nobody it's knows a what is it TCP D like David. D oh. can we skip back a little bit to the uh, the kit on the GT. Uh, on the 996 Turbo, the X50 package? Yep. It was yeah. like an extra 15 horsepower. Oh, okay. it's, like, it's, power. it's more than that, but it's like you can't feel it at all. It almost... I've I've driven one with a power kit, and I feel like it's like a little laggier. It was a, a bigger turbo. It was a way Porsche could make an extra 10 grand or whatever yeah, yeah. on a turbo. Yeah. Pop quiz, what was the suspension uh, upgrade? Like the Euro suspension? MO30. MO30. That's like consistent across Porsche. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um... 
Max KR says, I'm 21 and I've never seen a BMW 2002 on the road. Can you explain to me what's so appealing about this car? <laughs> I love that. Art, That's a good question. You should you should answer this. What the fuck is so appealing about your stupid car? It um it's as I mentioned before, right? It's it's just nimble, it's small. I love everything about it is just super analog and connected feeling and uh, it's the little details too, like the way the door closes sounds nice. And then also one of the things that I love about these cars is the turn signal stock, believe it or not. It feels like, <laughs> dude, oh, it's gosh. like, isn't it like on the wrong side or something like that? Dude, I kind of remember it being flimsy. Windshield wipers are, uh, but the, uh, oh, okay. uh the, the turn signal, no, it's just like very like delicate. That's the only way I can describe it. It's like, but it's, oh yeah, that's what I meant. Flimsy. Not, not flimsy like a, like a, like a metallic <laughs> thing that's going to fall off. It's like, it like, I don't know. It feels like dampened really nicely. Like I really like it. I don't know. Just like the little uh-huh. details, the way the thing is. Okay. Maybe the blinker dampers were <laughs> bad <laughs> in the in the one the model that I tried out. So wait, is that it's on the left side? The blinkers? Yeah, they up? are. Okay. I remember our friend uh, Jared had one in college, and we were. I was in a 944. He was in 2002. We're driving out of San Luis Obispo. And I'm next to him on the highway. I think he had like a girl or, or something in his car, and then I had a couple people. I cut like a girl in my car, or a couple people, and he goes to put, he goes to show off. Sally Field. He, he puts his left foot out the window as he's driving, and when he does that, he fucking kicks the blinker stock, or it's the blinker or one of those, and breaks it off. Nice. Such hey, a weird move. It, it, it ain't easy being cool like Jared. Um. Okay. Well, yeah, so that's it. That's kind of the sentiment that you end with on uh, why 2002s are cool. Small car fast, super light. Also uh, a beginning of an era. They they started that, that gangster, sports sedan. gangster stuff. Yeah, sports sedan. So there's something to be said for yeah, that. I, the, the most important um, thing here is that he needs to get behind the wheel and drive one. Drive a, a nice one that's well sorted. How about just well, see no, one? He's never seen one, dude. <laughs> how about just look at one first? That, no, you need to drive one. Well, that, right that now. makes all the difference here. That's the thing is like it's, it's just all about the seating position. It's about like the the, the greenhouse. It's about like that the whole entire experience uh, of the car. Thank you. Greenhouse is huge. I was just gonna say like it could be all time best greenhouse. Max KR lives in Poland and he takes really cool pictures. So that's cool. I'm sure he's going to see one right after he listens to this. Uh, Brian O128 says, I'm currently having this debate and would like some help with it. Buy a 29,000 mile fully loaded Fiesta ST for $13,800 or keep my 2014 Mustang V6, 300 horsepower, S197 older body style. He lives in Minnesota, short commute, not many fun roads, drove the Mustang in winter, deleted the backseat for work purposes. Thanks. Love the podcast, and I just caught up going through the entire back catalog. What? Wow. Surpri- that always surprises me. Oh, his poor ears are bleeding. Uh, so I'm going to throw a... Um, Hold on. What commute or what what job would you need to remove the backseat of your Mustang getting for? Getting busy. <laughs> business time. Jigolo, Steve. It's business time. Business. Delivery. It's business time. I got my business socks on. Tofu, <laughs> tofu delivery. I think that he should sell his Mustang and buy a V8 Mustang. That's not the choice. I think that's the <laughs> choice. choice. Really? Yeah. Because he, he, you think he needs more power than three hundred? He doesn't have HPs. fun. He doesn't have fun roads, so it's all about just like Smoky acceleration burnouts. and having a V eight, having that sound and everything. Come on, get rid of that crappy six cylinder. 
300 horsepower, and I think it gets 30 miles per gallon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's a pretty sweet option. I think if he's removing the back seat of that, obviously he needs a minivan. He just needs to step it up and buy one. Wow. No, he needs Brian's a Mazda world. Protégé 5, okay? So do you think a Fiesta ST is the wrong car, though? If, if you don't have fun roads, fun roads, it's worthless. He's just going on highways. Like I do feel like the Mustang is going to be a more comfortable long distance. Yeah, it's like a nicer car to drive. Oh, Lane, look at you. Oh, come on. I'm, yeah. Comparing two shitty Fords. Nice. Why don't you take off your Mustang jacket while you're at it? <laughs> <laughs> I have a Corvette jacket. <laughs> That's interesting that he drove um, it through winter and it was okay, too. So he must not have any hills at all. <laughs> yeah. Um, gosh, I... I think you keep the Mustang and and whittle it into something you really love. Like, yeah, I, can, buy, I tend like to agree. Buying a V eight one. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> don't you think it's? Would you guys have a hard? I would have I a hard d- time owning a Mustang. It wasn't a V eight. I drove a couple of V sixes and I was definitely impressed with their power. Three hundred horsepower. Three hundred's a lot. Like I've driven almost twice as much as I have some rental car V sixes with three hundred horsepower, and they were anemic. And yeah. the engine is lame. You, you can't see the the fine details. Of a good Mustang, <laughs> dude. You pull, you pull one of those brakes or the uh, yeah, we whatever know. those sensors, dude. It'll smoke tires like crazy. You can have all the fun you want and thirty miles per hour. What do you guys think about this and angle though? Thirteen thousand dollars. Isn't the, the Fiesta ST holding its value better in the long run though? Like it's it's. Um, I mean, it's already down to thirteen thousand eight hundred dollars. I mean, relatively, but uh, we're still talking about a Ford Econo. What is that? It's like what is focus. that Mustang V6 worth now? Dude, dollars. A fully loaded Fiesta ST. If he has the Recaro seat package and everything, that could be like a more, like a a better enthusiast car just all around. Like it's a more special car yeah. than the V6 Mustang. Oh, I think it's Absolutely. better if you have good roads to drive. Yeah. But I, from the sound of it, he's just going on a highway to work. Yeah. So, is is it okay. going to be a safer vehicle for him to travel in the winter though? That's another thing. No. Uh, well, drive. It doesn't sound like he's concerned with that. It doesn't Probably sound like he's concerned. A safer, but that's he not just, his concern, yeah. He just mobbed a whole winter in a Mustang. Oh, actually, that's a really good point. Turn it into a little rally car, the Fiesta ST. How is that a good point? Of course. That's but he has, but he has well, I'm just rally thinking rally in, the, in the winter. No, in Minnesota, dude, I don't know. Rally roads, you don't need roads. You just mob. <laughs> if, if you don't have good mountains, you just go off in the dirt. Maybe that's the answer. That's how you Walmart have fun. Walmart parking lots. I don't know if he has dirt. Walmart parking lots, that's probably what he has. Roshman says... Dude, they have to have dirt. They got so much land out there. Please, Roshman speaking. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for answering my last few questions. I was looking at a Chevy SS used on cars.com and saw that there was a large number of them in red. While I think it looks good in red, I feel it might ruin the sleeperness, if that's a word, of the car. Although I really like the orange, and I don't think it makes less of a sleeper. Do you guys think the red makes it less of a sleeper? Absolutely not. Thanks. Less of a sleeper? No. no. Way. And I don't think you should buy a used SS. Just buy a brand new one because they're cheap as all hell. Roshman, I think red does make it less of a sleeper. You're trying to stand out. you got to be stealth, white or black or gray. Oh, yeah. It does make it less of a sleeper. Less of a sleeper. Oh, yeah, yeah, I guess, yeah. Thank wait, you. wait, it makes it more noticeable, but like a, by, by default, I, the sleeper means that people yes. won't know that it has the performance that it has. No, but you're adding a flair to it to get people's attention by coloring it red. That's the bottom line. I guess it's more visible, but the, so is the, but oh, wait, well, so then. is you're the orange, on that, the then. metallic orange that he, he said, he said, yeah, I know oranges too, but. Oh, he did say that? Yeah. I, I think that car should be like, 
dark gray or something or yeah. White. It doesn't and matter when you put all your NASCAR oh, stickers on the side and the big like blue. three foot number. That's what it should be. Yeah. <laughs> beautiful purpley blue. That's like Drew's car. Yeah, yes. I, like I that. Know, but that's like arts. Does it really matter dreams. if it's a sleeper color? Yeah. Eh, Is there really matter. such a thing? Fractionally, yes. But you should a... buy a brand new one because they're basically know. giving those cars away anyway. Oh, yeah, they're free. You just go down to the Chevy dealer. <laughs> Yusuf TK says. I like his name, by the way. I think it's a play on Louis C.K. I live in Brooklyn, so street parking. I don't think you're wrong. Far yeah, that's a really far. <laughs> Yusuf, write in and tell me Yusuf if your name CK? is Yusuf is play, TK. Is your, is your name a play on Louis C.K.? That's all I'm asking. Oh, come on. I live in Brooklyn, so street parking, and want a daily that is one DWA approved with the requisite, though ill-defined, sense of occasion. Two, under $3,000. Yusuf, come on. Three, manual. Four, sporting enough to be fun without being punishing on New York City's garbage-strewn, pothole-laden streets. Impossible? Or is the answer just a 190E 2.3 manual? I got this. Go. 1986 Toyota Cressida manual. First of all, one on Where the East Coast. On that, the East dude? Coast, it's like six pieces of rust by now. <laughs> That's all it's left. That's, there's no other part but of the why car. Is he, why is he buying it locally? Okay, well, you're going to get that on eBay or something? Why doesn't he go Burzo, uh, Burzo it and uh, jet blue down to uh, Phoenix, Arizona and drive it home? <laughs> I like the jet blue call. <laughs> are those hard to find in manual? They are, yeah, they're very hard to find in manual. Yeah, yeah, super dude, hard. Absolutely. And are they under three grand? No, they're around there. No. But the key, for a nice one? Yeah, for a nice one. expensive. No. But the key right. thing is, uh, the key thing. Art, that was like. I mean, shit. Like, I could have <laughs> That was gone, like a Babe Ruth call. We could have like, gone like E3325E, but I wanted something co cozy, chill, sense of occasion. He's going to be flying over potholes. You know what I mean? I'm saying, uh. Manual is a tough one. I mean, E36, like just a normal E36, like a 325 or 328. Yeah. That'd be a pretty good car. Boring. For kind under of, three, kind I mean, of boring, you get a, yeah. get a good one. He does throw a 900 num Turbo. Whoa, good, good winter car. Yeah, yeah. And fun. And they ride really oh, nice. That's a good call. I sent that one. Uh, I know. Uh, the cab. Pretty nice. I'd mob that with my kids. I know. Yeah, it's hard to argue with that one. Um, it's hard to argue with the E30, like you were saying, 325E, um, ES, whatever you want to call Buy it. Buy in California, though, yeah, or yeah, something. Yeah. yeah, and then you don't need to go super stanced out. You can go uh, with stock suspension and some meaty tires and still be fun around the BFGs, city. BFGs, yeah. Yeah, BFGs, crisp handling, you never know. <laughs> uh, maybe they're really hard to find, but like an Audi 4000 Quattro. Yeah, actually, they might be more common, like Vermont. Maybe. I guess Vermont and Connecticut having a ton of them. Well, that would be a fun like a car. car are you it? guys into the five thousands? Uh, like the this? Yeah, that's cool. Because those are yeah. I mean, one of my cool. buddies had one in high school, and he used to fucking mob the shit out of the thing. It was a Quattro as well. Seemed to do well. Yeah, How about lowest it? drag coefficient in nineteen eighty six or something. Really nice uh, Mark II GTI. All right, dude, I'm Audi five thousand. Really nice for three thousand bucks. Not really nice, but. Decent. Or yeah. just Audi 5000. Oh, I heard it. I wasn't going to recognize that with a response. Yeah. Uh, and also his 190E manual call is really good. I wonder if other people say that. Like, I know, do other people in that's other a, parts of the yeah. country say yes. Audi 5000? Well, that's a full-on, like, hip-hop term. Okay. We didn't we didn't invent that in California. Well, of some hip-hoppers in California. I think they even abbreviated down, I'm Audi 5. Audi 5, yeah. yeah. They didn't even drop the 1,000. 
Jpod999, suppose time travel exists, what time period would you go back to and what car would you purchase brand new, not as an investment, but for enjoyment? What year? Any year. What year would you go back to and what car would you buy? It's a great question. <coughs> really good question. For pure enjoyment. So that takes out a lot of the crazy expensive shit. And stuff. Like, you're not going to buy a Mercedes SSK because it's a fucking tractor yeah. that okay. might have been the fastest car in the world at the time and it's worth $20 million now, but why would you Dude, want I that? feel like Porsche 356 would be my answer. Yeah? Pure uh, but enjoyment. I think, I think that's... Uh, uh, only because of that one Petrolicious video with the guy who has owned it for like a million miles I think or whatever. You reference this video now. You yeah. can't ever say it again because you referenced it five times. It's too like... many times, <laughs> dude. Uh, we, just... we can ask these people. We probably all repeat it, yeah, a lot of our a, shit. You need a Beck. Um, no. Yeah. No, for it... all time, it's just not practical. Enough. Oh no, no, no! I'm just saying uh, in your life in general. Forget the question. You, you Brian, need, need a Beck, Beck Speedster. Yeah, I would definitely like that. Okay, doesn't seem related to this question, but <laughs> I mean, my thinking about it, my favorite. Hey, car try to of all stay time. on topic, man. Sorry, two fifty GT California short wheelbase. That crossed my mind, but, but is that like I was gonna say three hundred SL? Yeah. A going? I think. Yeah. I think that's or a, a roadster. Somebody has that's to say that. That's a hard thing because I think a roadster probably. So you're going back really? to like 1957, walking into yeah. the Mercedes dealer. Ordering it up. In Los Angeles. Los Angeles? Sure. <laughs> Actually, it would be pretty rad back then. LA back then was a lot like... Of, yeah, a lot of nice roads. I feel like my 356 is going to be easier to maintain and, and easier to live with over the long term, like lower maintenance costs. That's and, definitely true. true. For sure. It'll always be smoking you. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Um, you have a speedster or would you have a, just a normal 356? No, I think I'd have a normal... Oh, so you have the poverty edition? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm like, oh, are you here to clean my car? I'd be the Biff. <laughs> <Yeah>. Two coats. <laughs> um, but you couldn't carry many supplies in your 356. You'd have to remove the back seat. Yeah. Speedster would be pretty bad, too. Or a 550 Spider. That's what, yeah. Dude, I mean, it's like basically just pick, picking your favorite car. Right. But also the era. Like, I think that's a cool era to have one of those cars. The fifth, like late 50, mid to late 50s, early 60s. Yeah, you can pick like back when it was kind of expensive for regular people to have a fancy car. Like, just just find the biggest disparity. Like, when can you be the most baller well, that was walking into the, the dealership? That was in the, like, the depression when you buy a $20,000 Duesenberg. Yeah. And everyone else is making $500 a year. But it's yeah. not really that fun. That's no, like that's, you were saying, that's what I'm you know? saying. How do you know, dude? Maybe, <laughs> maybe yeah, it totally. is. Just throw pennies out the window. <laughs> and you have one of those, like a tux with tails and a top hat. You're the only one driving on the road downtown New York. You're just freaking driving over people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Everyone's got their horses instead. Well, that's the same thing. That, that could be fun. You I want to hear Arts', Art's uh, answer. What, I feel like we should guess Arts oh, for guess some it. reason. I feel like it's going to be weird. I think. It pro I mean, 300 so SL weird. is probably. One no. of them high up there on his list. Do you think he's going to call F40? <laughs> Maybe. Let's hear it. Yeah, what'd you I pick? hate you. Yeah, so you guys hit the nail on the head. It was going to be 300 SL Roadster, and but I was I was thinking I was thinking that F40 though, but I'm like that that is like epic in any era. Like it doesn't stand out as much. I feel. Does that make sense? It's still epic. No, I think it, I think it makes sense though. Does yeah, it? It's still epic today. So. I, but that makes sense to me because I was thinking like 959 or something. It doesn't really like. I don't know. There isn't that. It doesn't have that. Pretty epic. But it doesn't have... 1982 or whatever, ordering that thing up. It just doesn't have what the 50s and 60s have. 
I'm, All right, so what's your on, answer? I mean, I'll stick with my 300 SL Roadster, but I mean, I think, yeah, like, Lane and I are in agreement here. It's like, uh, at the time, like, like let's say in the late 80s, there was at least, like, uh, cars being developed to that extreme, like, the technology. Like, people were more aware of that kind of shit, and, like, there was just all the race cars out there and like in the 50s like a 300 sl roadster was like so insane i feel you know like relative to everything else Does, but i don't know maybe it's it's not i don't think logical so. assessment I don't here think that's true i think so i think you're a little more of a douche in the f40 or 959 and i think you're pretty fucking cool in the 300 sl or the 356 all right i'm changing my era you guys are balling it up, so I'm gonna. I don't want to wash Lane's car and Art's car. I think the economy of 356 will hold its purpose. Quite well. <laughs> I'm, regret- I'm regretting that statement. Way. I'm regretting that statement. I'm gonna go Jaguar XKSS just so Great. I can play with you That's guys. That's awesome. Good one. That is good. Although we're kind of like, hey, who's this old man in this old car? By the time, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I thought they were a- the same era. Maybe I'm tripping on years, but aren't they all like l- late 50s? Uh, mid. Yeah. Isn't that, uh, that one earlier? That one's earlier. Or I guess your GTO is late 60s. Well, I mean, GT 60, 60, 61, yeah. 62. Yeah. I'm saying screw all you guys, and I'm picking up my made-to-order McLaren F1, and I'm mobbing Europe. Oh. Here. And you're like the road track guys, and you have overheating problems. and then you're like, Yeah, whatever. yeah. Uh, I wouldn't call them problems. You might win, especially considering the buying experience. Like... Insane. You go, who's that guy that designed it? Gordon Murray. Yeah, go, like, you basically go talk to him and order yeah. it up, probably. Yes. Like, you know, the, it was the size good. of that factory and the expertise that they had at the time, it's just, like, unrivaled. And, yeah, very hard, like, you know, that's probably not going to happen you know again. What? Yeah, you're no. right. Now that I'm thinking about it more, I mean, I think that the F40 is kind of in that same realm in the sense that it's so fucking raw. <laughs> like, is this, wait, did we just, is this like a, a perpetual motion, like an endless yes. game where yeah, back to 40, someone dude. comes up with a new one, we all change ours? Well, back to a 40 just because, like, <laughs> just imagine, like, I'm thinking about He's it, like, back. really, like, in that era, like, being, like, what else is there that like that, right? And... Now that you guys talk about I'm thinking Model T <laughs> T bucket roadster, that's good. Uh, go. Okay, well I think that's enough for let's that do one. It. Um, let's see. Tesla Roadster. Yuan Chapman says, having never really done any mechanic work before, as I haven't owned a car before this one, a Peugeot two hundred six. I decided to change the head gasket as it was leaking oil pretty bad. Went well, and I now have a. Sh- of a shit but reliable car. My question is, what is the most adventurous slash involved bit of wrenching you boys have done without professional help? Loving Did the podcast. Just, Thanks, dude. I'll go for Is there more to that? No, you're up. Did he just call that a reliable car? Uh, he he said, said reliable uh, now at this he point. He said shit. I have a, a shit, shit car, but it's not reliable. I think yeah, it's very, very said. funny that he bought like that as a, 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 like with no experience wrenching. So now he, by the time he's done with this car, he's going to be able to work on anything, I think. Yeah, well, I love the first repair you do is a head gasket. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's as big as it gets, basically, other than a full engine rebuild. I mean, you're you're killing it, dude. Um I'm trying to think of that professional. I, for me, oh. the, the head gasket was always like, I always looked at that like, oh, God, that seems like a really difficult job. It is. And I, I did that finally on my own, and uh, it, it was like a big sense of accomplishment when it, yeah. it all came together, and I didn't fuck it up too bad. <laughs> too Two bad. scratches on the head here and there, but um, yeah, that's that's mine. Well, yeah, it's, yeah I yeah. kind of did the same thing. It's just very time-consuming, a lot of pieces. Uh, 
it's not just time consuming. There's like a lot of ways to fuck well, it up. Well, yeah, the, the the way that you like, can fuck it up the most is by f- fucking up the timing and and bending your valves. Right. That's the scary yeah. part. Um, yeah. What card you doing on on the E30? That's interference. Yeah. Those are. I don't remember. Hmm. Mm-hmm. But I didn't want to mess up the time. Like no, they are. It just seems like interference or not, if you fuck up the timing and have to reset all that, like you're gonna end up having to do math or something. So when we when I replaced the time bulb on nine twenty eight, I put it 180 degrees off, and uh, it wasn't starting for some reason. <laughs> yeah, and it's because it was 180 off. Wow. Yep. Couldn't get much more off. Yeah. Well, it's it's like because you put it in. It's one of the like other the easiest way to fuck up. Really. That's you know? a, that's Lane's luck right there. But uh, that that engine's not interference either, so it's fine. Uh, Ronan Joke says, what is DWA's opinion on the new ND Miata? Also, what would JDM Art's pick be if he was in the under 30K budget, GT86 or ND? So that's an FRS, yeah. Yep. Word. Uh, ND Miata, thumbs up. I like him. Definitely like them. Thumbs up all around, I think, yeah, right? Yeah. I can speak for all y'all. Well, I've never we're, driven one, but... I haven't driven but one I mean, either. But you know, you don't have to drive cool. them. Yeah, I've driven one, and, I'm sad and, them and I like them. They sit a little little high, like all Miatas do. They're, like, ready for modifi- modifications, but... So, I what's it them. called? I like GT86s a lot, too. I think one's a coupe, one's a roadster, so it's kind of... I think it boils down to that. I think stylistically, proportion-wise, the... the GTRS six is, is better. better. Yeah, it's a Miata is a little awkward. Yeah, I really like the the, the Miata, the ND Miata, um, as a roadster. I'm still not really into the hardtop retractable, whatever the fuck. Yeah, it's the called. RF uh, looks kind of funky. It does, dude. Uh, but I've driven the the ND, and um, I think they really captured like the essence of a Miata very very well, and it handles really well. It's a nice, really well balanced car, um, and I actually like the fact that it's a convertible. So that by default would want me to go. I mean, would kind of make me go that route uh, compared to a GT. Um, the GT86 has the rear seats, but they're so fucking tiny. I mean, like, you can carry, like, small chicks in the back or your kids, but, I mean, <laughs> outside of that, it's well, not dude, more, I mean, no, nothing. You can carry your friend to, like, a restaurant, too. I mean, that's, yeah, but like, you need Miata to get has that nothing. credit for something, yeah. Or throw a backpack back there, yeah. or just dogs. It, and Top, I, I'm yeah. glad you didn't use the like typical auto journalist. Yeah. Well, they they like people with their legs right. cut off can fit in the back. But that's true, Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he, he would actually be hard. It would hard to be hard to get him yeah, back I mean, there. No right. doubt that it'll, right, it's, right. it's it's um usable like in a pinch. But like I mean, <laughs> literally. <laughs> but um. <laughs> but uh, it, I mean, it's not what the it's not like for the purpose of the car. That's not necessarily what I would be using it for. I don't know. I, I would definitely choose oh, no. an ND more. I think there's more sense of occasion there. Side note: Ronan joke is putting H and R springs on his W123 Mercedes. Don't know who you're talking about. He's the guy that the asked question. the question. Oh. <laughs> now you know. Roy Somatic, Roy Samatique says, how much do you think Magnus Walker could get for his iconic 277 car at auction? Bear in mind that 99% of his fans are too poor to afford any Porsche, myself included, and or under 16 years old. There's collectors that would want it. Uh, you know what? I think it probably has a 10 to 20% premium. I don't think it's like crazy. So I think that car is probably, it's just a 911T. It's probably like a 
$65,000 car, normal market, 60000 or something, the way it is, and he'd probably get, like, 90, Really, though? 100. I mean, wouldn't it be that high if it was, like, in really good shape? Like, the car's, like, super beat up. It's not in really good shape. I know, shape. but that's super high then, isn't it? Like, because the car... Oh, like sixty? Yeah, because the car's really worn. Like, I mean, it... and I think I don't you think sixty's about right. Like, you don't see many uh, long nose nine elevens for under like that fifty five sixty range. I guess so. Huh? Yeah, I don't know because it has like I guess it. I'm trying to figure this out. Like, because it's it has like unknown mileage. Like, he's changed all these different panels on it. Like, yeah. it's more like I feel like because of like if it was a normal car on the street, like it would be way. You think it would be 50? Yeah, like it would be 50, but like with the like celebrity premium, it would probably be up to like 65. I don't think it's like super crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking a little higher, maybe 90. Also, I mean, I, I'm thinking though, like as, as he already kind of covered, um, like who would be buying that car, right? Like who, who would be the... Yeah, it'd be a weird, weird uh, market. I feel like... It's the people who were bidding on the rally build at Luftgekult. Like you yep. just have a lot of yeah. Porsches, you know what? And it, it, you don't, you don't, you don't care. That's yours now. When you say yeah. stuff like that, now it makes me think there could be someone in the room that would pay three hundred thousand dollars, or yeah. three people in the room. And but like, don't even mention if you all of a sudden make it a charity auction, and these rich guys oh, can just write it off. Charity auction, well, then it's like going to go crazy. But you can't make that. So his up. his only other notable car that he sold. Was to um, oh, that's a good call. Yeah, what it was is to the those Magnus. Premium? I forget the the name of those that family though. They they own all those Porsches. What are they? What, what's their name? Art? I forgot. Our, I don't know. Which the family that I owns don't know. The Porsches? Uh, but the son owns <laughs> oh, the Revs yeah, Institute yeah, 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 yeah. and stuff. And <sighs> but they bought his like uh, build. Oh, they they bought his one build, and it was like a few hundred grand. But it was a charity auction, so it's not like a real. It's hard to put a real price on it. Stephen Powling says, this is a good one, the whole DWA team has to get rid of all cars and share one car for a year. What car, truck, van can you all agree on to share? Mm. It's impossible. <laughs> Obviously the Buick Skylar convertible. Oh Jeez, God. Never. <laughs> um, so uh, I, this, what are the requirements here? Like, what do you mean share? Like, do we all have to fit in it? And there's no price? Or is he it- said van. <laughs> like, yeah. is that suggesting that we have to get yeah, something I mean, that we all probably, have to fit in? Probably it would help. We to, all have to carpool. What about a, it would help a to 2010 Cayenne GTS with a V8? Fuck, you're crazy. Why the hell would we get that? Because it handles well, it's fast, it could fit all of us in it, we can put gear in it, and it looks fucking dope. Haven't you heard anything Warren has said Good on God. this whole podcast? 2010, of all things? Yes. That's all they work on in his crazy. shop. No, he doesn't. He works Why on the early ones one? that are like turbos, also, which are problematic. No, the newer, the worse. We why wouldn't Way. you just get a new one, dude? No, because they don't have the V8. You want the high revving, nice. V8. He wants the GTS. Yeah. Um, With a six-speed. So we all have to agree. We have to agree. Hundred uh, percent agreement. Bentley Mulsanne. Sure. Whatever. I'm in for that. Yeah. Handling art. Are you Bentley Mulsanne? Is that what you said? No, yeah. dude. Oh my god, are you kidding me? Can you imagine in a year of the maintenance? Oh, it's gonna be terrible. <laughs> uh, That's a fair point. Such That's not a, a driver. So not a driver's car. Too. Oh, you'd be surprised. Oh yeah, I'd be surprised. <laughs> Click that sport button. <laughs> hmm. um, those those seven thousand pounds really shrink when you take it around a turn. It's amazing. We, we'd have to DWA it out. We'd have to do bench seat in the front, manual transmission, <laughs> the Mexican the, blanket the interior, slats take, on the back take window, take like the finest yes. leather in the world out of it, and put Mexican blanket interior. 
<laughs> yeah, well, it'd be, yes. it'd be hand-sewn wool Mexican blanket. <laughs> Fender flares. Um, T. Masham hey, says... Hey, well, yeah, I thought we agreed on never, We never We're will. never going to agree on anything. Uh, you'll be in your 2010 crappy Cayenne. I'll be in a Mulsanne. So crappy. there you go. Oh, my God. Have you sat in one? T. Yes, I've sat in one. What are you talking about? T. Masham, W210E55 AMG V8, or W211C32 AMG V6 supercharged. Wait, 211 is not a C class, so I don't know what that is. It's not? No, two eleven is an E class. Is he talking about like the uh like the one that Rick has? No. That's a two oh uh two oh two. T Mash, you get your numbers mixed up. It says both about three hundred and fifty horsepower. The the E class is obviously heavier, but probably also a little better built than the later generation C class. What year C class is he saying? W two eleven. C thirty that's W two eleven. That's an E class. Yeah. But he's class. talking about a C class. Uh so maybe he's talking about like a W two oh three. He said what C C what? <laughs> C thirty two. Oh. So maybe it that's like a W two oh three or something. What the fuck is that? Um I would go E class all day, I go, every day. I, I go never even w, look at, I would never look at a C class. The W two tens are pretty rad too with the, the naturally aspirated uh V eight and everything. Yeah. I like those a lot. And they're supposed to be really reliable. Compared to like the W211, the more supercharged primitive. one. It's yeah. a good looking yeah. car too. I, would, I like the like really square. Like like, and that's a sleeper. That's dope. Um, yeah, I would never consider a C class. If that's my answer. Um, and then T Masham goes on to say, also, what do you think of swapping a C32 supercharged motor into my W210E320 versus buying a W210 E55. No, buy the E55. Sounds like a lot of, sounds like a lot no. of work. Actually, Art, you could probably do that in an afternoon or what See, are you doing dude, this I can do it in 20 minutes and I would I would go against that. I would just get that uh, E55 with the V8. Yeah, dude, just, just buy the, the real car. Right? Buy the E55 for 8 grand or whatever they are now. Yeah. I think they're a little more but Does. yes. No way. Uh so our E55 our 2002 is worth about 11 grand. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, maybe they've they've uh, come down. Christian underscore Babino says, could you give us an update on the Touareg V10 and what's its SOC factor? Hashtag Yohol. I can. Um, so we had one and then we got another one. Um, the one that we've been driving a lot is set up with, has all terrains on it. And then we have a set of Cayenne wheels with snow tires for the winter. Um, it's good. I mean, it's comfortable. It's it's quiet. It's pretty fast. One thing I'll say is it doesn't have AdBlue, the you know synthetic additive, so it's really smelly. It smells like a diesel car really? a lot, huh. Huh. way more than any of the modern stuff. Yeah, like all the TDIs, like the like our Jetta. Yeah, it, it's just a really old school sounding smelling car. It sounds clackety. Oh yeah, huh? Dude, it's it's all. Gear driven. There's no belt. Yeah, so, yeah. as Art would say, Rolly Coley. <laughs> yeah, it's Rolly Coley for sure. Yeah, good call. Um, kind of cool in a way, though, huh? It is. Yeah, it's very old that school. That adds to the SOC. It's kind of a. Uh, you kind of feel like you're. It's just I don't and I don't give a shit car. It's very you know. Right, loud. it's America almost. Turbos. It's a V10. Yeah. Um, the interiors. It's the nicest they ever made for the Touregs of that generation. So it's like a Phaeton. The interiors pretty yeah. nice, good layout. 
Um, complex cars, very complex. Um, the second one we got was we have wholesale auction buyer friends that every time they see one, they let us know. And so this other one came along as similarly priced. And uh, it has this weird issue where if you leave the key in it, or next to it, let's say, and you go off and do something Drains for a while. The battery. doesn't drain the battery, but when you come back to start it, it doesn't prime the fuel pump because it doesn't, it hasn't sensed the key has left. Does that make sense? It took us a while to yeah. discover this. Intermittently, we thought it was intermittent. It was like, it just wouldn't start right. It'd have a long extended crank. We're like, what the fuck is the deal? Well, it's because the key doesn't leave the proximity, so it doesn't think that you're coming back to the car. Yeah, it thinks you're always mm, there. Yeah. So then, so it doesn't want to keep priming it the whole time. Exactly. So it drains that whole fuel, all yeah. the fuel out of the rail. So in other cases, when you come back to the car, it instantly will prime that pump and sets the fuel pressure. So that's what we think is going on. It's kind of a weird deal, but um, other than that, it's had no problems. A couple little things we're doing to it, like a new grill, and that one will be for sale. Um, but it's a nice car. Yeah. And so cool. the other one didn't do cool that? Car. The priming thing? No, we never had the problem, but we're thinking that we've always just had the key away from it, or I don't know. It's How close are you to, like, the key? Um, pretty close. Yeah. Yeah. It's, like, right next to it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's kind of weird. But, um, no, they're they're really cool. I, I would highly recommend a V10 Touareg. Um, and side note, they made a W12. I think they made a W12 diesel Phaeton. Not in the U.S. market, but maybe someone in Canada is rocking one. And they do make a W12 non-diesel Phaeton you can get in the States. It's kind of a rad car. Are those yeah. all-wheel drive? I don't know. Did Rolls use that engine, too? I believe so. W12 sleeper. Um, ben Reams says, what will you appreciate more in the next 10 years? What will appreciate more? Oh, what? I'm sorry. Thank you. What will appreciate more in the next 10 years? 996.1. Or nine nine six point two. Uh, should be the same. Yeah, I don't really see condition. Well, right? Probably gonna be yeah. very little. It's difference. all condition mileage. Yeah. yeah, options. Options. He says, I personally like both. However, prefer the looks of the nine nine six point two. But will the nine nine six point one, being the first water cooled nine eleven, make it more wanted car in the future? Thanks for the rad podcast. I wonder if... And then he uh, says, yeah. hashtag, no one buy a 996. <laughs> yeah. I, th- I still think a 99 with the right options is a really cool way to go. Why the 99? No traction control. And it's uh, a... Doesn't have yeah, drive-by-wire. So it's a it's a throttle linkage. That's right. Or it's a cable linkage. Uh, better headlights. Better headlights. <laughs> and it's uh, the lightest car, too. So it doesn't have all the... It doesn't have a lot of the bullshit. Is that first year? Yes. So if you're going, I thought 98 was. Why go if not 99? And put an exactly. LS1 in it. <laughs> yeah. But and then it's it's kind of this way with a lot of cars. That first year ends up being really valuable. Even you know, like I think that's the way it works in the long in the long run. But the last one is usually the best. Yeah, that's true. Yes. So it's like first year is the one that's sought after. And it, and it has cool stuff like that. Like, it's just the lightest and the most raw. But when you look at the best car, you're like, all right, maybe a 2004 is the better car. Right. Um, I guess, uh, we, I don't know if we want to, uh, this might be too, like, niche but um, I think, like, the C4S, which is a later car, is going to be the more valuable one of the all of all the NAs. I agree. Um, 
Just because the looks. Yeah, it's got the wide body and like a lot of people like that all wheel drive. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think that that there's something there. Throttle by Cable says, when I was working at a British car shop, we had a guy come in complaining about second gear in a Spitfire. Not that it was not working, but he felt the ratio was poorly chosen by the factory. <laughs> he wanted a better one and asked if we could tune it, like you can in Gran Turismo. Warren, what's the most ridiculous thing a customer has <laughs> requested? Oh See, but God. that's not that ridiculous. Like, Sharkworks did that with the new Cayman oh, you, GT4. you can definitely swap out gears, but I mean... I, yeah. I mean, they're swapping yeah. gears because of that, because third and fourth were too high. So they put in lower third and fourth gears. Right. Right. But it's like the way that he, like, just tune it, it just sounds funny. Like, he could just, yeah, like, plug yeah, it yeah. into a computer and do it. Well, they, they probably think you can just plug it in and do this and that yeah. and make it all better. So at my old shop, we had a customer that was really into Astrovans because he's an art dealer. Yes, I'm listening. I know, I'm looking at Brian as I tell the story. <laughs> um, Astrovans have a really big barn door set up um, that allows for large paintings to go in it, but not being a huge full-size van. Anyhow, he had three of them, and he had gotten a really late model, like the nicest last of them, and they switched. Somehow they went from Astrovan to Silverado base. They uh, used a lot of Silverado stuff, and including the seat bases. So the seat was a little taller, and he really wanted it down lower. So we took the base and we chopped it out, like chopped a section out of it, and then welded it and put it back down. <laughs> of an Astro van. It was like a fucking all day ordeal. How much you guys charge? Six dollars. No, I don't, I don't know. Not enough. It's just an hourly rate. Well, yeah, but definitely I not mean, enough. It was more like that's a weird request for sure. It's a weird yeah, request, but it it's something strange. that's doable. I almost feel like it's like he meant to ask like something that is so ridiculous that like is not really feasible. But like I mean, the gear thing is feasible. But I don't. Know, it almost sounds like in that kind of uh, realm, you know. Well, we get a lot of people that want their car to be something it's not like if i don't know like if it's too rough for example yeah. a guy bought an x5 diesel like a newer x5 diesel and he was coming from like a super forester and he kept saying how rough the car was over speed bumps and like rough road and i'm like but that's it's a kind of a sporty yeah, suv it's the yeah and I, I couldn't compromise. I was trying to I'm like well you could go with different tires because he had run like Pirelli run flats on oh, that would make a big yeah. and I'm like that would definitely help and he's like well no but it's it's the bounce like the going over bumps it really bounces around a lot and yeah but I'm it like, handles good and yeah and I'm like roads. I know but if you wanted that car you would should have got an ML and then we get a whole other tangent you know so we get that kind of thing where you can't re-engineer the car well you can he, he so but... he bought suspension online from some parts warehouse this fully aftermarket suspension well x5 diesel has air ride and he's asking if this is possible he has the parts in the car <laughs> and i'm like oh, no. no this is not possible it, we would have to it would be totally cost prohibitive we would spend and so get, much time it probably crap yeah yeah and i don't even know what you're gonna get what afterwards you crap, and you're gonna dude, take you got your Monroe sensor tracks <laughs> exactly. Um, so, anyways, that we get those kind of requests. It's like you want to re, you know, re-engineer the wheel, and it's just not the way it works. So, well, yeah, it'd be perfect for a different type of shop, probably. I guess, but just buy a different car. Why are you trying to make your sporty SUV not sporty? That doesn't yeah. make any sense. 
you're going to spend way more doing that. Right. And, and obviously, well, it's not always rational. Stuff. Yeah. No, well, so they need to go to a different but that's, car. That's the conversation yeah. I have with them. I'm like, this I mean, isn't a rational it's really decision. Com- you know, there's people who, you guys are a maintenance shop. You help people fix their cars. There are shops where people customize. You know, like, I was working at Wright's Radio right next to Central Coast 4x4. Every day, people are bringing trucks in and completely re-engineering everything, right? But that's for a purpose. Like, this guy is like... I mean, it's it's just a different level but of But this it. guy doesn't even know what he really wants. He went it's to like- three shops, and they all told him the same thing. <laughs> They That's basically a- said, I told I was the last shop, and he's a customer of ours for other cars. And I said, you have to return those parts. And he's like, yeah, you're right. Is it just that, like, he bought the wrong parts? I mean, because in theory, you can pull out air suspension yeah. right, and, like, replace yeah. it with whatever. And it's probably, like, a bolt-on affair. It's just that, And no, it'll probably make the not, ride worse, too. It's not a bolt-on affair. You have computers monitoring those air suspensions and adjusting everything. And the air and, suspension should be a smoother ride than whatever he bought, I'm guessing. Yes. Yeah, it seems like it I would mean, be. That's and the, the shocks, part, I'd too. never heard of them. They were from a company I didn't know. There were no instructions for this particular application. It, the whole thing was just yeah. not right. But you're right. You could put, uh, you know some crazy new suspension on it. But he's clearly um, not the guy. He doesn't have like a per he's not like, all right, I'm taking this, I'm gonna go to Baja, I need a Baja suspension. You know, right. he doesn't have this like purpose in mind. He's just like, oh it rides trying to fine tune the ride. Yeah, yeah it's Yeah, the exactly. man just needs a smaller yeah. diameter wheel with taller sidewall. Yeah, that's what I was recommending. I'm like, that would be the first thing to try. Just get bead lockers, run twelve PSI. Yeah, exactly. Iceland style. Uh Axel Jor slickest small car mods you've seen. For example, one of my automotive teachers had a deal where you had to push in the cigarette lighter before cranking to get the ignition side of things to work. A hidden kill switch, so to speak. I love stuff like this one done right. Wait, why, cool. why is it I, only for small is, cars? I think small... No, small changes. Small, <laughs> like a small car mod. <laughs> yeah, it's for uh, micro cars. Um, my friend Will bought a super sketchy 80s street bike back in like just after high school crappy fairings and just looked awful it had a like bailing wire by the handlebar that you pulled and it would close the license plate out of view (laughs) so when you're getting getting riding dirty wow pull that and (laughs) like flip the license plate up and you could go do your thing awesome came like that I love stuff like that too by the way um, you guys got anything? No, that's cool, but I don't really have anything like that. Yeah. My brother bought a 914, the key, the guy had, uh, fabbed the key to be a bottle opener, like the key itself. And the guy, I think, uh, was in jail. And my brother bought the car off, like, his brother, because the guy was in jail. Yeah. <laughs> you know, my Mighty Max, uh, had a, uh, unused brand new syringe. No, he was a, that's he, he cool. was in jail for a DUI, obviously. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so that's good. You never know when you need an insulin shot or yeah. whatever. Or something else. <laughs> um, TM Mason 10. Saw a video about a 1,000 horsepower Odyssey, and it got me thinking. Busy moto. Yeah. Busy. Since you're all fathers, what would you make as your perfect all-around vehicle? Family duties, track duties, etc. I was thinking an S4 Avant would be a good starting point. It's a good one. Brian, this is your question, dude. I think a minivan would be pretty good. Like, low center of gravity. I mean, or track the, this. Sorry, not low center of gravity, but like just being on a, on like a pan rather than a you know a frame, and uh, six racing buckets. Yeah, 
obviously I like where you're going with that, but I think I would uh, surprise you guys and say something more reasonable like a CTSV wagon. Oh. Good man. Huh. I just feel like... I mean, all around... I mean, you could take that to the track. Yeah. Uh, family duties, it covers it with all the wagon stuff. I'd have a hard time picking a CTS over an E63 all loaded. <laughs> I mean, wagon. yeah, that's the a fair answer. Yeah. Interior on the E63 is like threefold. You can't get it in a manual, though. Cadillac? No, you cannot. That's true. And that LS is kind of nice. Can right? you get a new C- CTS nope. V wagon manual? Nope, you can't get a new CTS wagon. They're gone. They don't make a wagon. Oh, Did you just call it a CTS wagon? CTS wagon. <laughs> I, heard yeah, I combined V with, yeah. with wagon. Is that new? Good. Did you just coin that? I just coined that's it on accident. Rad. CTS wagon. CTS, CTS wagon. wagon. It makes it sound too German. Uh, though. It's uh, like very German. <laughs> uh, I mean, he says track days, but I am a firm follower of the off-road thing. Like, you Language. get a reliable car and you, you know, you can... Yeah, the SUVs will carry people, but you can also mob off road. But that wouldn't cover your uh, you coastal range rally. Exoset. So does he say everything DWA? Yeah. How would you cover it? Cover it all. Subaru it has to be a Subaru Ryan's rally car. Always off roading though, so <laughs> don't forget that he needs to be in yeah. some dirt yeah. sometime. A man can dream. Okay, I know. I Get know. off of my cloud. There you go. Double <laughs> RX wagon. <laughs> Too small. Guy. Yeah, and it's still trying. You can't you have one car to do it all. You just can't. No, you end up with something that's kind of blah. Yeah. yeah. Um. I mean, I guess an E63 or oh, well, I know what, I know what Art would go with. 2010 Cayenne what in the up? house. Yeah. <laughs> Panamera, you could do quite a bit with. Throw Panamera, the kids in there. But they're only four-seaters. Oh, like yeah. On GTS, crazy turbo twist. Turbo F3 twist. Or oh, wait, new Panamera might be a five-seater. I think it is. Yeah. Um, okay, well, those are some options. How about just an S65? I'm glad Lane said minivan, though, because that is worth... Worth a mention. Well, like, I think it was uh, One Lap America. I think Honda took an Odyssey that was all beefed up, mm-hmm. and they did the one lap in it. And so they cool. did pretty well. Oh, Brian's dream. He's thinking about how and I can do that. No, I've read articles dope. about it, I'm sure. Yeah. So, you know, the one lap where they because go, one like, lap six half tracks. Because one lap, all your shit with you. Yeah, and you can only have one set of tires for the whole time. Yeah. So That's really good. Uh, Kurt K. Photo. What are your thoughts on window tint for older cars? I took the tint off my car and I'm divided on the look. I like the open appearance, but the factory windows have a mild aqua tint to them. I like them. aqua tint. Nine. No, Nine. Yeah, me too. I like aqua tint. Do not tint. Yeah, no tint on old cars. Yeah, what's the year cutoff? No tint on car on older cars, but Art, right, you have tint on your NSX. So that, that's a good one. So um, it's an exception, and I think it only works for me because it has a black roof, and and it all just kind of becomes one. Um, but normally uh-huh. I remove tint on is, everything immediately. That is the and thing. Like, if your car has aluminum or stainless trim around the windows or anything, you cannot tint your windows. That's a good yeah. rule. Is car what? If, like aluminum or stainless around the windows oh, yeah. and stuff. Or any like you know, bright work. Yeah. Bright work. Yeah. But also, uh, but then the 944, I don't th- think they should ever be tinted either. No, too or old. Like 80s, 911s. Yeah. That's a good call. Um, Croc GT4. 
In a recent post on my page, nice, Croc, trying to put the word out. Yeah, get some new followers. I see where you're going. In a recent post on my page where the GT4 crossed 25,000 miles in Montana, I remarked that you guys might call this, quote-unquote, sense of occasion. Was I wrong? Can sense of occasion be a place as well as the character of a car, a combination of the two? P.S. Caught up on my podcast on this 5,389-mile journey. Wow. <laughs> Keep bringing it, nice. boys. Send it. We're going to send it. Phil um, is nuts. Like, okay. I thought he was done with this trip like three weeks ago or something. He's like going back, like leaving Canada. It's been beautiful. Then all of a sudden he's in Montana. Then Definitely you know. definitely my hero right now. Dude, um, we need to pick that man's brain. Well, I was just going to say that I do need to talk to him regarding some uh, Coastal Range Rally thoughts because he was posting a place that I've been looking at, and I need to know what he thought. So, Croc, if you're listening, holler at your boys. But keep I up think, the good work, dude. I think places have a huge sense of occasion. Well, I think that just amplifies the yeah. car's I think sense it's of a combination. Um, I don't. Yeah. I don't think it's. I self, think you can. That's... You add to it, right, Art? I mean, you, you already have this thing that is fun to drive, and and you feel like you're doing it, doing it right, and then you take it to a place like Coastal Range Rally is a perfect uh, example of that. How many times have you been, like, say, in your family car on a trip, and you're you're like, damn, this is so awesome. I was driving this, this road car. is so killer. Yeah. yeah. Or look so, at that over there. Yeah. So and and having that car there would like. Yeah, it would, like, add to the sense of occasion. But being in your normal car, it definitely it definitely adds to that as well. But uh, you definitely are wishing for more. I agree. Um, left Roast. What was the last car you spotted on the street that you'd never seen before? Points for cars that have been around, not just for new models, releases... Uh, for me, it was a 1992 Isuzu Piazza. Blew my mind grapes. <laughs> What's a mind grape? I think it might be a typo. I don't know. <laughs> I thought you guys might know. I was feeling old. I, hashtag mind grapes. <laughs> my mind grapes are blown. Um, Piazza. I've never heard of Piazza. I've never heard of that. Is that a K car? A little, little guy? Yeah. No, it's like a, it looks um, like um shit. Like a, uh, I can't even think of anything to describe it, but. It looks like a, one of those, you know what I mean? Cool. Cool, man. Yeah, cool. exactly. Hey, uh, I saw, so I took that picture of that uh, that Myers Manx thingy. I'd never seen saw that. saw another one. I saw one on my way to work the other day. The same style? Yep. Different color, and it has surfboard on the roof. One, yeah. How terrible are they? With that, with that anteater nose? Yeah, and the box for so a engine cover. ugly. Yeah. Yeah. So I had never seen that particular style of Myers Manx. I don't know if that counts, but uh, that's the last thing I can think of that was new to me. Any, uh, any for you guys? I can't. It takes a lot to stump us. I'm not. Be, I'm not being braggy. I'm just saying just, there's not a lot of new cars. That car and, in your trivia last week. If I ever saw one of those, I'd be blown. It would blow my mind. Which one? Your mind that? grapes. My mind grapes. <laughs> that that, that one that, with the Fiero yeah, thing. Fiero thing. Uh, Fiero oh, oh thing. yeah, yeah, yeah. The, I, uh, can't, I can't think of the last car I saw that I was like, what? I know, I can't that? either. I mean, new cars, that's the only thing I can think of. I remember like the first time I saw I saw the prototype 918 when I was driving up the coast. I was like, whoa, check it. You know, yeah, that was cars, huge. Right. But, new models. Yeah. Uh, that was a Zimmer Quicksilver. Yeah, that's right. Um. Mm. Yeah. Anything for you, Art? Well, you were just in uh, in jolly old London. What What did you see that maybe 
kind of blew your mind. My mind uh, well, you know, <laughs> you were making jelly over nothing there. Nothing that I didn't recognize. I mean, or didn't know what it was. Uh, I did get. I did get really? to see your favorite car in the Come world, on. though, a Citroen Cactus, and I did post that. I know Cactus. Uh, I I like it. I love the name with what the body weird... with the so- the rubber on the side. <laughs> yeah. like, what a weird fucking name. <laughs> Um, one car that I have seen, right. that, that I saw a while back, not like very recently, uh, but um, I had no idea what the fuck it was. I'd never seen one before. It was a Cutlass Calais or Calais or you know what I'm talking about? Oh, it's like yeah. a weird little coupe thing. With the, it's all. Yeah. It, it almost looks like a like a Pontiac um, Grand Am of the era, like the like the you know the first generation. Very square, kind of simple car, but I have no idea why anybody would want that. Um, and I remember it had a. <laughs> It said like international something on it. I don't know. It was like a weird limited edition one, but that's as far as I can go with this one. That's all I got. Anything for you? Okay. I can't think of one. Uh, creeping on old pickup says, if you were going to build a race truck, what would you start with? Make, model, and year generation. What style of truck? So Baja, track, drag, lowrider, offroader, overlander, etc. I will accept vehicles that require a plasma cutter to become a truck. Love the podcast. Thanks, man. Um, that's another really good question. And uh, I think we've kind of mentioned this about cutting cars into trucks and stuff, but if you're really going to go for it, uh, what, are you, what are you going with? I, I want to hear your opinion more. I've been really into s- standard cab, short bed, uh, like 80, early, like late C10, early Silverado era trucks um and more not square lo- bodies yeah square body but i wouldn't call it low rider i just call it like street style like street a, style you're street coming style. up with like an 80s term right now yeah like i want it to be like cruiser. pro touring i want it to be cruiser what yeah kind of, what, what kind of wheel and tire package are we talking about skinnies stock style no 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 He's talking Wide. like bare brakes yeah and some but, like but good stealthy. rubber but not super low profile maybe even like with... hubcaps on steel wheels that ha- are like custom Okay, so they're like seventeen-inch yeah. steel wheels, yeah, with meaty with wide, tires, meaty tires, but slightly, a little low, slightly low, um, very sleeper, all the trim. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of what I would go with, dude. That's a good choice. Thank you. Anyone else? What kind of racing is <laughs> that? Yeah, I thought it was a race street truck. style, <laughs> street style competitions, street style. Well, what is kind of racing as a low rider? <laughs> yeah, he doesn't say racing. He just says what style. Oh, says, oh no, he said race truck. Yeah. Race truck. That's what he said, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, street style. <laughs> Am I going to do some uh, late night drag races? I guess I know you about. could do the stereo just... competitions. <laughs> racing, race. I don't know. <laughs> Low riders, uh... rev up your stereos. <laughs> it's definitely an event. I guess you could be like a. I guess you could make a handle or something. I would yeah. want to build like a uh, like a you... like a fucking budget bowler <laughs> out, out, out of oh, a little yeah. defender. Yeah. Out of a defender. Yeah. Wow, cool. you're so fancy. That's what I would want. Like maybe yeah. put an LS People in it. People would laugh at you in Mexico. This is Art re-engineering the BMW X5 here. I like it. I'd like to see it. See, I can do it in 20 minutes. Just give me it. Lane, Lane, what are you doing? <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't really want a race truck. Do you want a lowrider? I want, like, if I had a truck, I'd want, like, a 62 Ford kind of street style. <laughs> street style. It's <laughs> <That's> nice, right? <laughs> yeah, you never know, uh, never know what's going to come your way on the streets. Wait, did... Uh, left lane Prius... Did, did Brian already wait, choose one? 
He's not gonna I feel choose. like I talk about this every podcast. Cool. He wants a fucking some, some variation Devin body <laughs> on a fucking Toyota truck. Dude, yeah. that's it right yeah, there. I know, I know. A Toyota pickup with a Devin what? body. <laughs> yes. You know. I picture you. I, I thought you were going to go straight 80. It's like straight late 80s or early 90s NASCAR truck. That's a great choice, too. Yeah. You know that I would That's like kind any of, of these options. I mean, Warren's That's actually street style. Street style. <laughs> street style. Come on. You know that street style. Don't try to... Uh, like the we, SS 454s? Yeah. Yes. We need a rap video with exactly. Warren. With some fat about street uh, yellow style. letters out tires. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that looks good. That's a good look. Left Lane Prius asks... It's all part of the street style. Why are Prius drivers such total pricks? Are they pricks before they buy the car, or does the car turn them into pricks? So is one that thing, a thing anymore? One thing yeah, it might be over. Thing. One it thing you need to understand. It's definitely not over. This is one thing you need to understand. Teslas have moved in because they're yeah, the same owners. In our area, yeah. But Tesla drivers drive fast. No, they don't. The one thing you need to understand is that people driving a Prius do not want to be driving. That is true. They do not like the action, the act of driving. So they're annoyed the whole time. They don't want to be dealing with it. It's just sad, isn't it, Warren? It is sad. Living life like that. Yeah. Embrace it. Like, DWA is all about the opposite of that. Thank you, Brian. Basically. <laughs> Thank you. We are against those with teleportation. Yep. Obviously. Yeah. Priuses Standing are with about those. as close as you can get right now. Enjoy your time in the car, and Prius drivers do not preach that. Car spotting Northwest. Is the 997 the last great 911? Why would that sure. be? Why would you say that? Because they're big now. Because they got big. And 997s they're... are big. No, they're Not as big small. as a 991. Yeah. Pretty big. 997s are pretty small. Dude, no. they're That's closer to a 996 yeah. than I mean, a 991. Why would that be the last? I think a 993. That's a good footprint. Yeah. Everything shuts right and feels good and has all the You're stuff. saying that yeah. 997 is no good. Yeah. You're it, saying 996, GT3, no good. I'm just saying, why would you say 997? It was a well, big, no, the it's last. A big, He's saying the a, last one. Like the newest. It's like another, best. like the 993 was like, a, that was, you know, one point, And then it went to water cooled. Yep. And then going from the 997 to the 991 was a huge, another huge leap. So the cars got way bigger. They changed, you know, all the body panels changed. Like, I guess I like the look of the 991 better. I think they're sharper looking. Uh-huh. So it doesn't bother me as much. I know they're bigger, but I also feel like the 997 is big already. It's like, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I, I don't. I mean, yeah, they're definitely the 991's way bigger than the 997. But I don't know. But new 991's are great, I guess. I have faith that something's going to happen in the future that's going to bring people, us back. It'll, it, yeah, we'll we'll go back down in size somehow. They'll invent the 912. It'll be like a right. one, one or the 914. Will be the next great 911. I mean, the cars the aren't getting 914. heavier, so that's good. Naturally aspirated four cylinder 914. Yeah. Never. It'll never happen. Too many regulations with the fuel economy and. Isn't it interesting though that the new 911 race car is mid-engine? No. I'm not wrong there. No. Right? No, I'm saying it's like, it's obvious. It's okay, like, well, no, from that, then all of a sudden, you know, what you're 10 saying? years down the line, you know, it's trickling down from they got to make a cheap version, the 914 comes back somehow. But they already have a Cayman. Yep. And they're never, at this point, they're not going to make a cheap car. They don't want to step on their sales of their more expensive cars. Like, But if you're selling cars, you're making sales. 
Yeah, but they don't want to step on the sales of the more expensive cars, which are more profitable. I know, but I still feel like you get, there's a niche there, a below sure box. Be I think that uh, you know Porsche is like they're just too swift on their toes to get caught up with these hoes. That's what Lane's trying to say. <laughs> okay, but here's the thing: is this is what happens for all makes? They come out with a model. Let's say it's the three series BMW. Three series comes out. It goes from E30 size. Yeah, it gets here. They have to make a new model. And they come out with a new model, the two series. And that comes up and gets bigger than another model. Like, there's room in the Porsche market for a little, a boxer again. I I would hope so. A new boxer. Because what were people saying about the boxer? Oh, it's going to eat their sales and yada, 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 right? Yeah. And here we are. A smaller car would be awesome. Thank you. But oh, was that, that so hard? Mean, was that so know. hard? They've been threatening it for 25 years. The question is, do we think that's ever going to happen? Yeah. I mean, he's saying the last great 911. 911. I think they are. I think there's got to be something. I in think the they're going to come out with something really lightweight when yeah when uh, materials dude change. like the new GT3 and the RS and all those cars are pretty amazing. It's not like they're bad bad 911s. So I don't know. But if you're looking at yeah, I don't know, dude. <laughs> if you're yeah, you could say. I mean, I mean, you can say any people. Some people will say the 993 is the last great 911. Some people will yeah. say 997. Some people will say, yeah, but we are the experts, you know, Lane. We're the experts. I mean, uh, art, art has no, some I mean, to I say. Think it's, it is like pretty, I don't know, widely considered to be right. The 997 in particular, it's it's like the it's still super raw. It's before things got super wide. It's before you know they added all this other shit to it, like. The 997 GT3s, GT3 RSs are supposed to be like capturing that just like full motorsport yep. essence in a street car. Like they're basically race cars. And right? it's a good, yeah, and it's a good mix of probably, it's like the perfect mix of analog and comfort and all that stuff. Yeah. Where the new cars are more and towards touring cars. They're more, t- you know, they're bigger, they're, um, yeah, just a little more towards that. And like that, that car probably like, What's that thing where you go around in a circle and it fits the racetrack or whatever you know? Like, oh, the the yeah 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 the uh, special graph. Yeah, it probably, oh, the, uh, it probably it probably radar meet, graph. You know. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, and you know, and and this is an interesting kind of topic because I think Porsche like makes some of the best cards on the road, and they really really know how to make good driving cars regardless of what it is right and so in this case the 911 is like the, the pinnacle of that right it's like even though they've added the weight they've added the width they've added that they're they're known to be still super well connected drivers cars right like and it's they're doing a great job <laughs> but i mean it ultimately depends on what you value the most right and and that's well wait so what you just said 911 though like are you making a statement about which which version is so the last So what I'm saying best? is I think it's ultimately what you value the most, right, in a car. Like, it's the oh, simplicity, gosh. it's the interior, like... <laughs> the, the, it's like watching a movie, and at the end, he wakes up from a dream. And you're like, God damn it, this whole fucking movie was a dream. <laughs> I know. Thanks, Art. Was, good good no, job. Art, you are an expert in automotive yeah. opinion. You can't just put it on the listener to come up with their version of whatever's no, no, best. No, 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 you have to I'm, tell I'm, them, I'm, these listeners, I what's best. I think he doesn't know that. I, he, does, he didn't have that answer before he asked us. All right, uh, but you didn't actually get an answer. <laughs> I did give an answer. It's all about what you value the most, right? And we're saying what we value, what we value. I think we've already like we beat it to death already. We're saying we like as connected as possible. We like lightweight. We like nimbler. We like smaller. We like simpler. In the nine nine seven, maybe yeah. so it does nine nine seven. So nine eleven okay. SC was the best last last. All right, so that's yeah, Carrera. 
I don't know. Yeah, no, I think 997 is it. I think that GT3 RS, that's the one. I, I agree with that. Last best. There it is. And that's a podcast. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you next time. Mahalo. Goodbye. Bye. Try slow. Art, don't hang up. Don't hang up. Try slow. Yeah, that's kind of what I would go with. Dude, that's a good choice. Thank you. Anyone else? What kind of racing is <laughs> yeah, that? Yeah, I thought it was a race Street truck. style. <laughs> <laughs> Street style competitions. Street style. Well, what is kind of racing as a lowrider?